This morning, we're going to continue in our series or conclude our series on the parables. And today, we're going to talk about how to hear God speak to you. And maybe you want God to speak to you. Um, there's normally three trains of thought when it comes to God speaking or concerning God speaking to people. One train of thought is some people doubt that God speaks anymore, that God is silent today. Some people believe that he speaks, but they just don't believe that they can hear him. They don't believe he speaks to them. And then there's some people that believe he speaks and anticipate him speaking to them. How many of you feel like you fall in that category? What's your position? Do you believe that God speaks today? Do you believe that God wants to speak to all of his creation? I believe he does. Job 33, 14 says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. See, the problem is not that God is not speaking. The problem is that we're not hearing Him. He's speaking all the time. We're just not tuned in. But this morning, I want to talk about tuning in. Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. How many of you know God is spirit? And he speaks spiritually. And we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we are a receptor of the, of the voice of the Lord. Amen. Come on. Us as a believer and God as the voice of God, we're on the same frequency. Amen. The health of the Christian life hinges on learning how to hear God speak to you. We need to hear God. We need to hear God speak to us. Why? Number one, it confirms you in right relationship with God. Just as good communication is a sign of a healthy relationship in the natural, hearing God speak is a sign that you got a healthy relationship with God. In John 10 and 27, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You can't really know God and follow God without hearing the voice of God. You need to know the voice of God. It's essential to having a healthy relationship with God. You know, before I was a Christian, I would read the Bible and I would pray. When I would read the Bible, I didn't understand it. When I would pray, it was just one-sided. I would do all the talking. And God had to do all the listening. But after I became a Christian, I realized, hey, this is a two-way communication. I talk to God. God talks to me. And I realized once I became a Christian, the veil was taken off my eyes and I began to hear him speak through his word. A second reason we need to hear the voice of God is it helps you stay on the right path spiritually. The voice of God is like street signs. It tells you what's coming up. In, in Proverbs 3, 6, it says, listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. We need the voice of God to stay on track. Amen. Listen, God's voice can save you from a lifetime of heartache with just one word or just two words like, you know, stop. Don't do it. How many of you know that? Just one word from God can transform your life. A third reason we need to hear the voice of God is it helps you live the best life possible. Now, you know, you certainly can live your life without hearing the voice of God. 
People are doing it all the time. But you can't live the best life possible without hearing the voice of God. Psalm 32, 8 says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And the Lord promises us to, to guide us, to advise us, and to show us the best path possible. How do you get on that path? By hearing the voice of God. By God's guidance through his voice will get you on the best path possible. Amen. And so in Job 33, 14, listen to this. For God speaks again and again in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men as they lie on their beds. He opens their ears in times like that and gives them wisdom and instruction, causing them to change their minds and keeping them from pride and warning them of the penalties of sin and keeping them from falling into some trap. So you see, learning to hear God speak has all kinds of possibilities, but ultimately it will help us live the best life possible to live on this earth. Amen. So then how do we hear God speak? How do we, how do we know whether it's Him or whether it's not? How do we increase our chances of Him knowing His voice? Well, we're going to look at, in, in Luke chapter 8, a parable of the sower. Uh, in this parable, Jesus gives us four reasons we don't hear God speak and four things that it takes to hear God speak. In, in Luke chapter 8, verse 4, it says, When a large crowd gathered and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. The farmer went out to sow his seed. He was scattering the seed. Some fell along the path. It was trampled on. The birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears, let him hear. What was Jesus saying? Jesus used the story of a former broadcasting seed. In those days, they didn't have machines. They did it by hand. They had a pouch with seed in it, and they broadcast it. They grabbed seed and they scattered it out. Jesus said the seed fell on four different soils. One fell along the path. And he said the birds came and ate that seed before it could germinate, it could root and grow. Some seed fell on the rocky places. And he said that seed germinated. It came up. But when it's, it, it came up, it soon withered because it had no moisture. And then he said the third seed, it fell among the thorns. which And it grew. And it looked like it was going to be a promising plant. And then it got choked out. By the, by the thorns that was wrapped around it. Then he said the fourth seed landed on good soil and which grew up and it was fruitful. It yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. Now Jesus explains this parable. These are one of the parables that it's not left to chance of what he's talking about. The disciples said, what in the world are you talking about? He said, well, let me tell you. And then he explains it. He said the former is represents God. The former is God. The seed represents his word. Another way to say it is his voice. And then third, he said the soil represented the hearts or the minds or the attitudes of people towards his word. So from this parable, uh, the soil represents four things 
that we can do in order to better hear God speak. And the first one is this. To learn how to hear God speak, you must develop an open mind and willing heart to hear God speak. In verse 8 or verse 5 in Luke 8, he says, A former went out to sow some seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And it was trampled on, and the birds of the air ate it up. Now, some translation says the hard path. And, uh, you know, the path was where people walked, and it was, it was, it was pounded down, and it became a hardened place. Then Jesus gives us the meaning. In verse 12, those along the path are those who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. So God is speaking, but some people, when God speaks, the word gets stolen from them. The birds represents the evil one. The hardened path represents those with closed minds that don't believe he can hear from God. It represents those with closed hearts who don't want to hear from God. In Job or Hebrews 3.15, it says, as, as has just been said today, If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as you did in rebellion. There was a time where God was speaking to the Israelites, but they wouldn't listen. Their hearts were closed off to what God was saying. Now, there are four reasons our hearts and our minds become closed off or hardened and we don't hear God. One is doubt. We don't believe that God will speak to us. And so doubt causes us To not believe that God will speak, it causes us to not feel worthy that God would speak to us. And it causes us to believe a lie that only certain people can hear the voice of God. How many of you know that's straight from hell right there? Right? So doubt closes our minds and our hearts to the word of God. But, you know, also fear. Fear is a reason that our hearts become closed. Fear of what? Fear of what God might say. What if I do hear God? You know, fear causes us to to fear that maybe he'll say something and 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 say, hey, you got to change your lifestyle. You know, fear causes us to to think that he might say something that we're really not interested in doing. Come on, I'm preaching. Fear. That if he tells us something that we might lose control of our own life and we'll have to give it over to him. See, so fear will cause us to close off our heart and our mind and say, God, you could speak. I'm not listening. There's another reason, and it's pride. Pride says we don't want God telling us what to do. We don't want God making our decisions. We don't need God to help us. That's pride. We don't want to. We don't want to admit our faults or what if he tells me I'm wrong? I mean, what am I going to do with that? Like maybe agree? So we close our hearts and minds to the voice of God. And the fourth reason is bitterness. I mean, you know, bitterness will close your heart off. And unforgiveness and bitterness will, will cause us to not hear God's voice. He's speaking, but we're not hearing. James 1.21 says, get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. So he says, get rid of all filth and evil in your lives, which includes bitterness. 
So listen, regardless of what's closing our mind, the hard path, I believe, represents those that have closed minds, closed hearts. So God is speaking. But all we all we're doing is like sticking our fingers in our ears and saying, I'm not listening. Kind of like children do to their parents. The second way we learn to hear God speak to us is by taking the time to develop a close relationship with Christ. You know, uh, in verse eight, he said some fell on the rock. When it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Jesus, again, tells us what that means. In verse 13, those on the rock are those are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no root. They believe for a while. But in the time of testing, they fall away. There's hundreds of thousands of people that decided to go to church and they respond to the message. And as soon as testing comes, they fall away and they go back the way they came from. Why is that? They have no root. They have no root, which I believe means the seed was planted very shallow. It, it you know, they, there was, you know, there's bedrock under topsoil sometimes and a seed can't go very deep and it hits the rock. And sometimes God's voice is like that. It don't penetrate. It don't go very deep. And the, 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 the rocky soil represents people who have a very shallow our superficial relationship with Christ. They receive the word with joy when they hear it. And they believe for a while, but testing causes them to fall away. I believe the rocky soil represents those who have never taken the time to develop an intimate and a deep relationship with Christ. And so listen, this is, this is a message here. This is a powerful word here. That for you and I, we can't settle for just going to church when a tragedy comes. We can't settle for getting serious about Jesus whenever we're having trouble in our marriage. We got to take serious our relationship with Christ and get our roots rooted in the Lord deeply. Come on, are y'all hearing me out there? If you want to hear God speak, you got to go deep in your relationship. John 10, 27, Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So listen, if you want to deepen your relationship, you got to make a priority of worship. you got to make a... You so listen, it's not like songs. Worship is when you bow your heart before the Lord and say, Lord, I give you my allegiance. I give you my loyalty. I'm not here to just see what you have to say. I'm here to say, you are my, you are my creator. You are my Lord. You are my master. And I give all of the control of my life over to you. Come on, are y'all hearing me out there? See, it's not just coming to church and standing up in a crowd while worship is going on. It's, you know, you could be, a, a Satanist could be sitting in here today. And he's no more a worshiper than the man in the moon, wherever that man is on the moon. But are y'all hearing me, what I'm saying? So you see, you got to take the time to invest in your relationship. You got to make a priority of prayer. You got to make a priority of reading your word. Why? Because you want to get rooted and grounded. Because my friend, you will go through a time of testing. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. 
Right. Like somebody said, everybody's either just coming out of about to go in or about to just right or in the middle of it or about to go in a time of testing. Testing happens in our lifetime. Amen. And if we're not rooted and grounded, we're going to be shaken and we're going to fall away. So listen, if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you got to tune in. So this week in prayer and fasting, nobody's obligated to do anything. But listen, I'm encouraging you. It's an opportunity to grow deep. To go deep, amen? To get intimate. Listen, you know, whenever I just knew the name Tanya Miller, I didn't have, I had no clue about her voice. But whenever I met her and began spending time with her, I began to know her voice. And now that I've been married to her for almost 25 years, I can be in the other room and hear her voice, and I know her voice. Why? Because I've spent time with her. I've invested in the relationship with her. And whenever you spend time with the Lord, when you invest in your relationship with God, it'll be no question. You will hear the voice of the Lord. It may come through your spouse. It may come through your boss. It may come through the pastor. It may come through the word. It may come through the spirit. But you are going to hear his voice. Amen. Are y'all with me out there? The third way we learn to hear God speak to us is by minimizing the other voices and distractions in our life. Luke 8, 7 says, Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked out the plants. So Jesus says, now this is what this means. In verse 14, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear and they go on their way and they're choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures. And they do not mature. So now, the thorny places represents those who have too many other voices and too many distractions keeping them from hearing the voice of God. See, some of us can't hear God speak because it's a zoo in our ears. It's a jungle in our ears. There's a, there's a, a symphony in our ears. All kinds of voices shouting at us and distracting us. See, he says there's three voices that keep us from hearing from God. And one is worries. He said there's worries. These are the problems of life, the pressures of life. They're always screaming at us. Now, can we get away from problems? Can we get away from, you know, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the pressures of life, the stresses of life. Well, if you live in Lafayette right now, you say, no, you can't. Because it don't matter where, where you at. Just being in Lafayette puts pressure on you, right? And so, so problems and whenever we're handling life, it has a way of drowning out the voice of God. And then there's riches. Now, that's the preoccupation of building a better business or making more money. Or just simply just trying to hammer out a living. And you know, the reality is worries and and riches, this is a normal part of life. But these things will choke out the voice of God. And then he says the pleasures. And they represent the, the preoccupation with having fun and being entertained. And you see, so nothing wrong with having fun and being entertained. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as it's not crowding out the voice of God in our life. Right? So, you know, so the bottom line is 
normal life will crowd out the word of God. Will crowd out the voice of God. Just normal everyday living. So what do you do? You got to learn to listen. You got to learn to listen. You got to make a priority of listening. And you got to get away from distractions. You got to put less emphasis on building a great business and more on your relationship with God. You got to put more emphasis on your relationship with God than having fun and having and being entertained. You got to put more emphasis on on God than you do trying to solve all of your problems. Have you noticed you never got to the end of them yet? You know, you've probably heard me tell this story, but whenever I think about this, I think about this story I read years ago, and I'll never forget it. This missionary went to uh, Colombia and, and reached out to the Motolone Indians, which were cannibals, and his first experience with them when he tried to get the gospel to them was a spear in his leg. But he won the whole tribe to the Lord. And after he became friends with them, and, and they began to teach him he began to teach them about the gospel. They began to teach them about their culture. They were on a on a hunt one day and they're going through the, the 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 jungle and they're turkey hunting. And they're walking along and he's in the pack and they stop and they said, a turkey. And he said, what? He said, a turkey. You didn't hear the turkey? And he said, no, I heard birds. I heard crickets. And I heard a thousand other noises, but not a turkey. And so they begin to teach him how to hear the turkey voice in the midst of all the voices. And see what the Lord wants us to learn to hear his voice in the midst of all the other voices. Because we never can get way of all the worries of life. We can't ever get rid of trying to hammer out a living. And we can't ever get away from just wanting to rest and relax. It's godly. Right? I heard one amen there. So how we minimize the voices that drown out God's voice by changing our priorities. Spending less time focusing on the distractions and more time focusing on the voice of God. You get that? If you got that, say, I got it. And then finally, the fourth way we learn to hear God speak to us is by being willing to act and obey whenever he speaks. And this is what he, this is how he explains it. In verse eight, still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, he who has ears, let him hear. And then verse 15, he explains, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And so he says, listen, the good soil represents those who have a good heart. Those who have a, not only hear the word, but they retain it. In other words, they, they don't just hear it. They listen to it. They grab a hold of it and they say, okay, what I'm going to do with that? And they're willing to go walk it out. Come on. Are you with me? And so the good soul, I believe, represents those who are eager and willing to do and obey whatever God speaks to them. How many of you are willing to do what God speaks to you? It'll increase your ability to hear God's voice. Let me ask you a question. Why would God speak to us if he knows we won't do anything with what he says? Come on, we 
he would become like some of our spouses and say, I'm not going to talk to you. You're not listening. But I believe God desires to speak to us. But what he's looking for is a willing receptacle. He's looking for somebody that's saying, I'm interested, Lord. Well, how interested are you? You're interested in hearing me speak. How interested are you? Do you believe I can keep you on the best path possible? How interested are you? Are you willing to work on hearing my voice? Are you willing to spend time communicating with me, hanging out with me so that you will be able to know my voice in the other room? Or you'll be able to know my voice in the midst of the jungle of voices? Come on. Come on, are y'all out there? Come on, God's speaking again and again. We just don't hear it. God's out there. Amen. So James 1.22 says, Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Don't just listen. Don't just listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. You know, the most powerful message I can preach from this pulpit is not what I read from a commentary. The most powerful message I can preach from this pulpit is what I've done in my own personal life. Come on, isn't that true? Say amen if you believe that's true. Amen. Now let's put a mirror up here and you look in that mirror for a little bit. You know what's the most powerful message you can preach? Not what you read in the scriptures. What you do in the scriptures. Amen. You know, so I believe like the voice of God is like a test. And we say, man, wouldn't it be good if God spoke to us? And listen, I'm going to say this not to just blow my, you know, my own, toot my own horn. But I knew something was coming. I told Pastor Kelly, I know something's coming. I could feel it in my bones. Something was about to happen. I knew it. I could feel it. I could sense it. See, God wants to tell us things that before they even happen. He wants to tell us about taking a left, don't take a right. He wants to tell us, go knock on that door, not that door. He wants to bless our life. And we all want to hear those voices. But his voice comes in a still small voice and say, forgive that person that offends you and start loving them. And we close our heart. And it's a test. It's a test. He says, come on, quit doubting me and start believing me. And we just blow it off and say, no, I don't believe. I just don't think. And God says, trust me, believe me. And he's waiting for us to just obey his voice. Listen to his voice. And it's like pop quizzes. And everyone gets a little bit tougher. But the more we just say, yes, Lord, and we listen to his voice and do what he says, he'll begin to, we'll begin to be more sensitive to his voice. And his voice could save our marriage. And his voice could save our children. And his voice could save us a lifetime of heartache. But we got to be willing to obey him when he speaks. Are you willing to say, yes, Lord? Are you willing to say, yes, Lord, you speak and I'm willing to listen. I'm not going to be stubborn hearted. I'm not going to be strong willed. I'm not going to be calloused. 
I'm going to be open and willing to hear you speak to me. And I'm going to be man enough or woman enough to do whatever you tell me to do, knowing that if I listen to you, I'm going to live the best life possible on God's green earth. Amen. Come on, y'all believe that today. Come on, stand with me and let's just commit our hearts and commit our life to Jesus Christ right now. See, man, just one word from the Lord can turn around our life, can change our life, can save us from a trap. Just one word, stop, go, don't, obey, can just make all the difference in the world. Now, he says, he who has ears to hear. Listen, if you're a believer, guess what? You have ears to hear. You are a receptacle of the voice of God. He speaks to his children. Amen. And as a child of God, you are now a receptacle that can hear God speak. The world can't hear God speak, but you can hear God speak as a child of God. Come on, let's break. Let's not let the birds steal the word. Let not the birds steal the voice of God. Let's believe God. Let's trust God. You don't have to be some kind of perfect person to hear God speak. No, you just got to be willing to say, speak, Lord, thy servant is listening. Amen. Come on, let's say that to the Lord. Speak, Lord, thy servant is listening. Come on, say that. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Lord, unstop our ears. God, give us a willing heart. Give us a willing mind. Give us a receptive spirit today. Father God, we want to hear from you. We want to know, Lord, we want to know your voice from all the other voices in life. God, I pray today in the name of Jesus, that God you would just open up our hearts right now thank you Lord Jesus come on let's submit ourselves to God and say Lord speak to me come on just tell the Lord Lord I want to hear your voice I want to hear your voice I want to know your voice help me Jesus help me Jesus the fruitfulness of our life is determined by us listening to the voice of God Heeding the voice of God. Now listen, the very first word the Lord wants to speak to you is to invite you into an intimate relationship with Him. If you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Christ, you don't know for sure that you're a Christian and that if you die today that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus. Listen what this verse says. Revelation 3.20 says, Here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. God's not knocking on a physical door of a church building. He's knocking on the doors of people's hearts. He's knocking on your door today. And he's saying, I I'm, can't open the door. The knob is on your side. But if you will hear my voice and open the door, open your heart, open your life to me, I will come in and I will sit with you. And we will have a relationship together. And you will get to spend time in my presence. If you're here today and you say, Todd, 
I feel like the Lord's knocking on the door of my heart today and I'm ready to obey his voice. If that's you, just lift your hand and just say, Todd, would you pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. If you just raise it up and raise it up high. Just raise it up high right here, sir. Anywhere, anybody else. Do me a favor, sir. Just walk right up here. Anybody else? Listen, we're right in the front of everybody. We're saying, if anybody's hearing his voice out there, come on, don't harden your heart. Open your heart and do like this young man did. And just open up your heart and allow Jesus to come in. Come on, if you've backslidden, if you walked away from God, if if you've gone through testing and you've fallen away and it's time to come back, raise your hand and say, Todd, I hear his voice today. And he's saying, it's time to come back. Just raise your hand and respond. Hey, listen, isn't it beautiful? This young man had the courage to say, that's me. That's me. Wow. 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 Say this with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I repent. I ask you to forgive me for every sin that I've ever committed. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me, for forgiving me, for cleansing me, and giving me a chance to be one of your children. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's agree with this young lady. She's recommitting. Listen, you don't have to be afraid. God is not a punishing God. He's not a condemning God. He's a loving God, and He loves you. You believe that? So just lift up your hands to the Lord and say, Lord, recommit my life to you. I surrender to you. Now just take a deep breath and just receive the love of God. Thank you, Father, for just touching your daughter right now. She's come home. She's come home, Lord. Lord, kill the fatted calf for her. Lord, put your robe on her, God. Lord, thank you, Father, for just giving us second chances, oh Lord. Thank you, God, for your hand of grace that is being released right now. In Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 You surrendering? You surrendering? Recommitting. Come on, just lift your hands towards God. Come on, this is it. Come on, this is it. This is it. Come on, the Lord has been waiting on you. He's been sitting on the porch waiting on you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's been waiting on you. Come on, He loves you. Come on, He's got a great life for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you, Father God. Lord, for bringing your daughter home today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you're breaking the power of darkness off of her and you're loosening her heart, releasing her heart, Lord, into your love and into your care today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the good hand of God that is upon that dear that dear saint today in Jesus name amen listen in conclusion do me a favor get in your secret place get in your quiet place turn off your phone don't think about what's going on tomorrow or what happened yesterday focus on Jesus and just invite Jesus to come invite his presence in your life and say Lord speak your servant is listening amen Father, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord, the hand of grace upon every child of God today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.